0: Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Ladies and germs. Huh? Ladies and germs? You didn't make
1: that up. I, I may have made it up. You don't know. That's an that's old-timey old saying.
0: This is episode 109 of The Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And boy, are we happy to be here. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's still funny, even without the setup. <laughs> It's almost funnier because you're like, but wait, but why is his ARP's time? <laughs> um,
0: cool. So uh, fun stuff ahead of us, guys. Yeah. You might even call it exciting. <laughs> you might. <laughs> this is going to be our uh, retrospective, a look back on Crypticon Seattle 2018,
1: as we are want to do. <laughs> Yeah, for for anybody who is not a longtime listener, every year uh, we oh. head to Crypticon, Seattle, which is a, the self-proclaimed largest gathering of the macabre in the Pacific Northwest. They do call it that. It is a three-day horror convention featuring all kinds of panels and workshops and celebrity guests and uh, interviews and just all kinds of horror goodness. And all kinds of partying. It, there is all kinds of parties. There's a
0: lot of partying. <laughs> Um. So yeah, like Taylor said, three day event starts Friday all the way through Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were there the whole damn time. And you know, it doesn't get easier. <laughs> Every year, I'm just a little older. Yep. My knees will, my knees and my back are a little worse, and it gets harder and harder.
1: It's true. And that's what she I get said. a little, little more sleepy, a little earlier. Yeah.
0: A little more partied out on the after the first night. <laughs> I was partied out first night. Yeah.
1: Taylor. Taylor tied one on. I went too, too hard. <laughs> I did not pace myself. <laughs> well, it's like,
0: so, I mean, we, we both worked on Friday. And then we went, like, we, we met up at Crypticon at, what, four or five, somewhere in there? Yeah, that area. You know, all the way through the end of the day, which was nine. Yep um and then yeah we just we walked across the street to the liquor store we each got a pint of booze and we each drank the pint of booze yeah that was dumb and then we're like hey why stop now and then people like you want to drink and you're like hell yeah i want to drink i want to fucking drink (laughs) (laughs) and thank you to jason mortensen for uh feeding us booze all night
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but not
0: tacos no not tacos tried to get into the vip party as we did last year um as we did friday night <laughs> that's right yeah i forgot about that okay yeah i guess we did get in on friday night and then uh yeah saturday night we were kind of hanging out with Luchigar again um and they started walking to the vip party and
1: like I well started know. with because friday night as we were as they were going to the vip party cause last year they they found the guy who ran the whole thing, it was like, hey, these Troy, guys, yeah. these guys are our friends. Can they please come into the VIP party? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, if they're friends of yours, then they're friends of Crypticon. Right. <laughs> but this year, Gigi was just like, no, these guys are part of part of Luchagor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're part of Luchagor. Oh yeah. And so then the next night, they're going to the VIP party, and we're like walking behind them, and they go into the VIP party, and the guys like, aren't you aren't you guys with Luchagor? And Jason's like, no, they're not. Yeah.
0: He just like basically crop dusted us,
1: yeah, and then he just walked away. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, fucker.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Jason. But uh, yeah, we—I uh, mean, we we had fun anyway. It was we ended up bouncing around to like like two, three different parties. Yeah,
1: there was that one that had the skeletons inside, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: That was our sales pitch. We, yeah, um. it was just—it was too fucking loud inside which is just another sign we're getting old. <laughs> but they're playing the music it's just too goddamn loud. So we were standing out in the hallway drinking. And yeah, the door girl was just out there just like come party with
1: us. We have skeletons inside. Yeah, it was this party hosted by the Deadly Darlings. Right. And That's what they're called. They were they all had their faces painted and were wearing outfits of of skeletons. Right. So the, yeah, that was her big sales pitch. It was just, come party here. We got skeletons inside.
0: It's like we were just in there. We didn't see any skeletons. <laughs>
1: I saw people in face paint. Yeah, <laughs> they look like the And why is Cobra that Kai. your pitch? Hmm? And why is that your pitch? Yeah, I don't know. What's the selling point of skeletons? <laughs> I mean, it worked. We saw a couple people be like, "Oh, really, skeletons? Oh, that sounds great." It's like I'll go hang out with some skeletons. <laughs> it's like, are they playing their they playing their rib cage like xylophone? I'm sure. <laughs> them bones, them bones. Yeah, but. Um... We were saying, if, like, we're like Jason. You want us to take over doing this sales pitch for a while? We'll get you more people in here. <laughs> we'll be like, hey, we got cocaine and hand jobs in here. <laughs> a lot of people will probably come out angry.
0: Yeah, because there was no cocaine or hand jobs. Yeah, they'd be like,
1: there was no cocaine, but we could have, you know,
0: hijacked Jason's room and started. We should, should have
1: just started room. our own party in Jason's room. Yeah, just shut the little divide the connecting door. Right, and just taking it over and. No, his
0: actual room. Oh, like the one that says private, don't go in.
1: Yeah. We should have done that. Yeah. And just trash the place.
0: I wonder how long it would have taken him to realize that we were doing it. Because I don't think he went in there except all but once.
1: Yeah. There's a couple other people who just like were randomly h- hanging out in there. Right. I was like, what? Who? Are, who is that? And why are they there? Yeah. I wonder if he's going to listen to this. <laughs> I doubt
0: it. Hear what we were thinking behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we started there Friday afternoon, late afternoon, and um, see, I had my first panel there. Uh, I moderated a panel by myself, which was a surprise to everyone.
1: <laughs> Including the person who put you on the panel.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he insisted that I had signed up for it, and
1: I sure as shit don't remember it, but whatever. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, I thought it was weird too. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it's like, I was put on this panel. Um, so, I mean, those of you that don't know, I'm a white male. I identify as heterosexual. And I was on this panel with an Asian man, a trans woman, and a white woman. So, and like, the three of them we're talking uh, uh, about, I mean, like, I guess one of the major subjects of the panel was supposed to be kind of the mar- marginalization that
1: occurs in the horror community. It's like, yeah, it was called allyship among horror fans. Did I not say that? No, we haven't, got, right. <laughs> haven't
0: said that yet. That's what it was. Um,
1: yeah, you know, the, I guess a, a I, big, sorry, a big point of it was, was the marginalization of said horror fans and then how you kind of come together based on that marginalization to, you know, make this allyship
0: yeah and so i mean i knew that was going to be a hot topic um controversial if you will um and i don't like i felt like i didn't belong being the moderator so i don't know what happened (laughs) but um i thought it went well i thought it went really well yeah um a lot of good discussions were made and uh i felt good about it yeah like I, was, like, I was just worried that I was, like, particularly um, uh, Sarah and Amy were both talking about how horror for so long has been such a boys club. And I mean, that's that's stuff we've heard before. I mean, um, like, from, uh, you know, Jessica Cameron, uh, you know, Jeezy, uh, uh, and uh, Tristan, and, like, basically all the women in horror that we've spoken to. Yeah. It's all come up at one time or another um, and how that's that paradigm starting to shift, how it's not just a boys club anymore, but at a convention where it's, you know, strictly fans um, creating this thing. It's the fanship is still um, predominantly male. And so um, Amy, Simon and, um, uh, Sarah Fetters, Fetters, thank you. Sorry, Sarah, I'm bad with names. Um, and uh, and Brian Wong, I should mention him. He was also on the panel. Um, but uh, Amy and and Sarah were both um commenting on how you know they will come to the to a convention, even Crypticon to to a degree, and you know feel not actually out of place, but feel like they're being second-guessed, I guess? Did you say that was accurate?
1: Yeah, it's almost like like you have to go even harder. Right. Just just to be on the same level as, you know, you got to dress up even more, you wear, wear even more ridiculous stuff and be even crazier mm-hmm. just to be considered on the same level as people who... You know, like We were there in t-shirts and jeans. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like I looked like... Like I didn't even look like I was a horror fan. Like... Honestly, every year I d- I wear like uh, you know horror theme shirts, and I kind of try to look the part of a horror fan. This year, I just wasn't doing it.
1: Yeah, like I'm just I'm gonna wear what
0: I was wearing that day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean we wore our show shirts on Saturday. Yeah,
0: Ebony and Ivory. We didn't take that picture.
1: I know. Damn it. We still could. We just do it here. Yeah, it's in my it's my hamper. Just, yeah, and just post it on the on the in the photo gallery. No one has to know. <laughs> um.
0: Anyway, yeah, so basically I felt like the odd man out to an extent. Um not I didn't feel like I was being singled out. So you felt marginalized? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's it's funny that like That's the, deep. That's fucking that's like next level. <laughs> that's smart. Oh Jason, you devious bastard. Um it's funny going into it. It's
0: like you know, yeah. One of the topics was supposed to be how horror fans will feel marginalized, and it's like I told you, like as a horror fan, I don't feel marginalized um, because for the most part, I generally feel like I'm better than most people <laughs> because
1: I am a horror fan. See, for me, I wouldn't say I feel marginalized, but like, like we've talked about before, you're really my only horror friend, right? Like, none of my other friends, we can't, like, we were just talking about with slash cards. Mm-hmm. We can't get a group of our friends together and play slash cards because you and I will just go back and forth and no one else will know anything. Yeah, we'll just destroy everyone. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is fun for a little while, but <laughs> at a certain point, it's just like, why are we even bothering? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you guys even here at this point?
0: Yeah. Um, But, you know, at one point, um, Sarah had asked me, like, what? allyship means to me like allyship among horror fans means to me and uh I don't know I guess I was maybe caught a little off guard I I think I definitely looked like I was (laughs) um but um that I mean it's a completely valid question and it's it's it surprised me that I hadn't even thought about it um but I you know it's like I basically said that it kind of made us best friends I mean, you know, we had, um, you know, mutual like of music, and you know, we were in a band together, um, and you know, we had a lot of things in common. But what really tied us was, like I, I think I said, it's like, oh, you like Evil Dead too? So do I. <laughs> we should watch Evil Two Dead, Evil Two, Evil Dead Two together. Um, and uh, naked? <laughs> well,
1: no. <laughs> Someday I'll I, get him there. <laughs>
0: It's like, I know you've tried that for, <laughs> s- for years now. But, but I mean, I, I said that, like, being able to connect to other horror fans at a place like Crypticon, where it's hundreds of people that are just like me, um, that just have a, an undying passion for horror, where that's just, not something that's super common out in the real world. Yeah. Um. And I, I said, it's like I don't, I don't feel so alone in the world because I can find other people like me. I know that the, I can see them. I know that they exist now, whereas I don't really see them every day.
1: Yeah, like Gory B movie from the horatics kept saying, "You get my weird." Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. That that panel went much better than I expected it to.
0: I know, and I was, I was so worried because <laughs> you know, you guys may remember two. Two, three years ago, Taylor and I, we uh, moderated, we co-moderated uh, our first panel. Um, it was
1: uh, Yuletide Horror, and it did not go well. Yeah, we pretty much burned through everything we had to talk about in about 40 minutes. Was it even that long?
0: I, I found, think it was. I found it funny, and I think I probably talked about this then, but I found it funny that we had an hour for a panel, and we ran out of material at 30, 40 minutes. Which is about how long our interviews on the show go. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, we're really good at writing material for an interview, but apparently not for panels.
1: Yeah, we basically just went, what about this movie? Yeah. Yeah, that one was good. You seen this one? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you should check it out.
0: See, that's what I worry a lot of panels are going to turn into. Yeah. Uh, It's like, um, I'm kind of jumping in here, but Sunday I went to um, the uh, comedy horrors panel. um, And... (laughs) I, I was worried that it was basically just going to turn into exactly that. It's like, well, have you seen this movie? Yeah, that's pretty good. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, I don't really like it. But, uh, no, it's, it's always worrisome that you, that you can actually turn that into like a conversation. Yeah. Cause it's kind of a, it's a broad thing to talk about. Yeah. There's no real like, uh, Specifics to, to mention. I mean, unless you've got a good moderator that's actually like written some kind of outline. But, and uh, who was on that panel? Um, putting you on the spot here, Steve. Well, yeah, Steve Hulitz from the um, Bone Bat show. Um, bah, 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 bah. the horror addicts, right? They were, I thought they were supposed to, but apparently they weren't. Oh. Um. Damn it, motherfucker! <laughs> it's like yeah, I totally remember all of my panel. Or actually, I wasn't on that one, but uh, Bob Foster. Oh, okay. Um, geek named Bob. Right. Um. Yeah, so he was on there, and uh, Seth Sherwood, Seth M Sherwood, uh, who wrote Leatherface. Mm-hmm. He was on my uh, my wrestling panel too. Oh, is he? Um. Some, uh, he's he revealed an interesting thing. I just, I don't know if we can talk about it. I feel like if he said
1: it, then we can talk about it. Did you sign an NDA? No. What's he gonna do? <laughs> I just don't want to piss him off. Oh, here we go. Uh, Mark W. Coulter. That sounds right. You know who that is?
0: Um, I'd seen him before, but I don't, I don't know who he is. I'm, I'm sorry to say. Fitting. And I, f- I feel bad because, like, I know that there are so many familiar faces, and I, I don't know who a lot of them are. Yeah. And, you know, l- most people will s- introduce themselves and say who they are, what th- what their affiliation is, and I just don't remember.
1: And Lisa Oviers was supposed to be on that panel. Right. <clears throat> but, but she tried to be a border jumper. She apparently couldn't smuggle herself into the country. Which just still confounds me
0: because Luchagor made it over. Yeah. With no problem. And she, like, got... Stopped because she said that she was going to be speaking on panels at a convention, and apparently the, the border guards saw that as her doing work in America. And uh, I mean, it's not work. I mean, you're not getting paid for it. It's strictly a volunteer thing. I feel like she could have just
1: said she was going to a convention and left it at that.
0: That's what I would have said, but and I guess Luchigor said they were going to perf- go. They were going to uh, premiere their film um which that d- seems
1: more like work than <laughs> doing panels to me
0: i mean if they're not getting paid for it if it was something that was produced in canada and they're just bringing it to to show then i don't know i don't know border rules are a lot of them are dumb
1: yeah and lisa olvia is you know she has a tendency to run her mouth yeah she probably just started f- being flipped <laughs> I mean, since she bailed on the horror comedies panel, I think next time I see her, I get to kick her, right? Isn't that the... <laughs> One would think. Because for those of you who, who, <laughs> who haven't been, been listening for very long, uh, the first time we ever met Lisa Ovies was at Crypticon three years ago? Yes. And we were supposed to be on a horror comedies panel with her, uh, but we didn't want to.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it was nine o'clock and we wanted to go drink.
1: Exactly. We wanted to go to the party. <laughs> and... uh so yeah, she was. We were outside of a different panel, waiting to go inside, and she was bitching about how she had to do this panel, and all the people had had bailed. Yeah, and we're like, "Oh, what panel?" She's like, "The horror comedies." And we're like, "Oh, that's the one we we're supposed to be on!" <laughs> and then she literally just started kicking me. <laughs> this was the first time I had ever met her. But wait, it gets better. <laughs> so we we go to the party, and we start getting a little buzz, and we're like. you want to go check out that horror comedies panel? (laughs) Let's let's go fuck with Lisa. (laughs) And so in the middle of the panel, we just try and sneak in the door (laughs) and sit in the back row, and she just stops the panel cold. She sees us. Well, because her other panelists bailed, too. Also bailed. She was the only one on the panel. Yeah, she forced her producer from Puppet Killer to come and join her, (laughs) just so she wouldn't be alone. (laughs) But yeah, we try and sneak in and get in the back row, and she just stops cold and just goes, No! Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so we're just
1: like, well, sh- so should we come up? or?
0: It's like, you want us to come up
1: there? You, you want us to come? You want us to come? <laughs> and she was like, well, yeah. If you're going to be here, you got to be on the panel. So we go up and we're like, all right, let's talk about Cable Guy. Because I don't care about anything
0: else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that turned out to be a really good panel. Yeah.
0: Or maybe I just think it was. Because I was drunk.
1: Yeah, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, but I know. I Did you sign up for that panel this year? No. You didn't? Uh, I, I mean, it may have been on my list. I feel like I think, I, it, I think It's did. probably lower on my list. But I didn't remember signing up for Allyship oh, Horror
1: Fans either, so. Yeah, maybe you hit the wrong line or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just sign up for things. It's like, yeah, that might work out. <laughs> yeah, I just put random numbers in different places. I
0: really wanted to be on the Stephen King panel. But that didn't work out. Womp womp. Apparently there
1: were more people more qualified than I. Which is fine. It's fine. I'm all right. Everything's fine. fine. <laughs> Bullet Club is fine. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. What was
0: our Friday night panel? So I did the allyship. And then that night...
1: Was it... Um. Oh, it was Who Would Win in a Fight. Right. Which actually went better than I thought. Yeah. It was with uh, Tom Carnell of the uh, Bonus Material Podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, who was the other person? Uh, oh. <laughs> don't, don't ask me. I can barely remember my own friend's name. Uh, Jason Weiss. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what his affiliation was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's nothing personal. I think we he. Just... I think he might be a filmmaker or a writer. One of those two. Okay. Something window. Silent window. Like his company. Anyways, so we were on this panel last year too. Was it, was that it? it? Was just the four of us? Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, last year was a, was a much bigger panel. It was either, it was either six or eight. It may have been as many as, many as eight.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of us. Yeah, and it got really confusing, or not not so much confusing. It's just out of order, like a lot of people talking over each other. Yeah, and it the The moderator
1: was like, "I don't want to do like a bracket," and then he just proceeded to do a bracket. Right? Was it Jason? No, it was uh, it was the the guy from Central Cinema.
0: Mm. I know Jason was on it, and he'd already been drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh yeah, so I mean last year um it
1: was Freddie that won. Right? Yeah, I I went back and listened to our episode from last year and that, that was what we said. So It must be true. But Jason seemed to think that the gin won. Right. And I remember the
0: gin getting pretty far,
1: which was just stupid. But I'm pretty sure Freddie faced the gin in the first round. But then I remember we like couldn't come to a decision, so we had to go back down the line and double circle back. Hmm. I don't remember. I don't know. Like I said, in, in the episode, I, I said that Freddie had won, which was my pick. Um, This year, Tony stuck with Jason.
0: I think, I think he's, he's still top of his game.
1: Tried and true. Hasn't won yet. <laughs> <laughs> Next year. Next year's going to be Jason's year. Um, uh, <laughs> I went with Pinhead this year, right? Uh um Tom picked Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, which was also a good pick.
0: I honestly wouldn't have even thought of it.
1: Yeah. And then Jason picked um who did he pick? I don't remember because he basically conceded in the first round.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Who did he pick? I mean, there's not a lot to pick from.
1: Well, whoever it was, they didn't win. (laughs) Somebody. Like I said, he basically conceded in the first round because he knew he was no match for Pinhead. Yeah. I mean... Few people are. Yeah, I mean, you know, basically, my my whole argument basically boiled down to he has this entire army of Cenobites at his disposal, and he doesn't even really have to move to do anything. He just, boom, chains, get him. Wait, did Jason pick Freddy? He might have. I don't think so. I don't think anybody picked Freddy. The more I'm thinking about it, I think he did. I think he picked Freddy. Well... He lost, regardless. <laughs> womp, womp. And um, I mean, you know, pain is pleasure to Pinhead, so it's it's hard, really hard to get him down. Yeah. Um. But I mean, we we got the audience involved, which was good because. Well, basically, we the whole reason we had to get the audience involved is because after about twenty minutes, we were like, "Okay, we're about done here." So.
0: Yeah, I looked at my watch. I'm like, "Ooh, guys, we gotta slow down." <laughs> um. And uh. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, we got the the audience involved, which turned out to be like a really good idea because we actually had some smart people in the audience mm-hmm. that made some. Uh, they brought up some good suggestions and had some good defense
1: put together for their characters. Yeah, we basically like made another tournament from the audience members. Yeah, exactly. I know there was uh, like there was a xenomorph, uh, there was Pennywise um i don't remember who else was discussed uh, the langoliers oh yeah the fucking langoliers meatballs with chainsaw teeth <laughs> and uh the crites the crites from critters yeah <laughs> um that's all i can remember i feel like there's one more but i can't no because it was an even number so that would be four okay all right well
0: yeah um yeah, the one guy that that suggested Pennywise, he made a very uh,
1: compelling argument. I got to say, the guy who just suggested the Langoliers actually made some good points for the goddamn Langoliers of uh, all things. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true. I was really surprised because it all, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because i had already had a few drinks, but, like, it made a lot of sense. <laughs> like, you know what? You're right. But his argument was that the Langoliers eat the past. I said so essentially it'll come to a point where he would where they would basically consume pennywise it's like but and like, like I, my my retort to that was pennywise is eternal
1: i mean or it is eternal like it's always been yeah we said pennywise but it was more specifically it the the deadlights right yeah
0: yeah we used pennywise as basically just a, a name a form a yeah. body um but, um, yeah, so you know we we, we needleled it down to um, it versus the xenomorph, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. yes yeah, 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 it was um, and I don't remember
1: what the argument was for for it winning, do you? I think like I mean, the, the big selling point was just that it's eternal and that it feeds on your fears, right. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what a xenomorph fears, but if it has any fears, then Pennywise is going to exploit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I, I brought up Alien
0: Resurrection, where, um, you know, the alien queen was, f- um, f- you know, fighting out of vengeance because, you know, Ripley had just killed the, uh, its children. Um, but. I think the guy that mentioned Pennywise actually, I think I was really smart. I wish I knew who he was. Yeah, um, he he said that you know that that alien queen was uh, you know was had combined DNA with Ripley, so it was part human, uh, in a sense. But then I suggested the alien queen from Aliens, which was also the same thing. You know that was pure xenomorph, um, and came after the humans for potentially killing our children. So we figured if it can feel vengeance, it could probably feel fear because, you know, a lot of vengeance is born out of fear. True. So, um, yeah. And I mean, you know, we talked a lot about fear with it. And I think it was actually brought up that it's like, that's not necessarily what it's, Power is it. It feeds off of fear. It it, it says you know it says in the book that fear salts the meat. It just makes consuming things more delicious. Yeah. So, but you know, lesser beings are
1: paralyzed by fear. So, um. Well, so then it got to it versus pinhead. Right. And there was this, you know, a, a big argument about, does Pinhead actually feel fear? Right. But I mean, I think we kind of decided ultimately he's or was a human. Right. So there, there's got to be some kind of fear in him somewhere.
0: I think that's what helped, like, where we had to um, decide what Pinhead we were talking about. Then I think we did that with everyone. We, t- we decided, like, what Jason we're talking about, what um, what Freddie we're talking about, uh, and uh, what Pinhead. Because – You know, if you've seen all the the Hellraiser movies, you know that Pinhead was actually killed by, um, I can't remember the character's name, Um, basically killed by another Cenobite. But then he returns in Hellraiser 3, and it's basically suggested that his human, whatever human half, whatever part of him was human, is dead now. So he's just all Cenobite now. He's all just a a denizen of hell. I feel like I said that on a different episode. That
1: was it our pinhead episode? It was probably the pinhead episode. Last episode, yeah.
0: <laughs> um Yeah, so he's just he's all hell now. There's no human left in him. So we had to establish what pinhead we were talking about.
1: What what did we decide? The was it the from the first one? I don't remember. I think that's what it was
0: i mean it must have been either the first or second one because we obviously um took advantage of his human side but yeah and then we kind of spoiled judgment i think we decided like we took a consensus vote that nobody really cared if we spoiled it yeah um and that has i think that had a lot to do with it um Dexter, stop
1: it. Yeah. We don't want to spoil judgment here, so I guess. Right. We won't do it. We won't. Uh,
0: Yeah, so, yeah. It just ended up being uh, it that won because it manipulated the fear that Pinhead had in him. Yeah, based on his human part. <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: Was like I feel like
1: the crowd last year was bigger. I mean, it was in a smaller room, right? That's I'm just trying to think because it was in a smaller room, so I'm wondering if it really was bigger, or if it just looked bigger. Well, I mean, we. I'm, I'm almost certain we had more people. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I
0: think you're right. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was our Friday night. After that, we just hit the party. Yep. I think I was almost all the way through my pint by then. (laughs) Because I I forgot, we started drinking before we even done those panels. (laughs) Oh. Nobody can get mad at us, though, because damn it, we put on good panels. It's true. We are entertaining as fuck. We were sat down at the alley ship panel, and, like, there were, like, little coffee cups in the in the panelist green room, and I was pouring my drinks into it, and I brought it to the panel, and Brian's, like, he leans over to me, he's like, hey, uh, this is, you've done panels before, right? Yeah. He's like, do you know what, what, do they have a problem with you, like, you may be drinking a little bit during the panels? <laughs> I, like, lifted my cup, like, whatever. <laughs> I hope not. Because I think he had booze in his water bottle or beer or something. I don't know. Um, But anyway. Yeah, so then we hit the parties. That was fun. Ended up hanging out with Luchacar most of the night. Uh, (laughs) Taylor was trying really hard to show Gigi's hit squad. (laughs) And then she's like, just send it to me. Send it to me. And Taylor's like, okay, I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) And then the next... The funny thing was the next morning you didn't remember doing it. Like you were looking at your Facebook messages, you're like, "Oh, well, apparently I sent GG Hit Squad." I'm like, yeah, dude, you
1: don't remember that? No, nope, I did not remember. <laughs> I remember doing karaoke.
0: Yeah, it was a little awkward.
1: Yeah, because
0: they all just kind of like grouped up together around one mic, and then we were just kind of standing in the back. But they
1: like told us to come with them. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like we just like followed. We're like, we have us too. No, they were like, yeah, come do karaoke. Like, Okay. <laughs> and it's like, don't stop believing. So, I mean, please. And then like I watched Gigi's Instagram and she's like, we're over here. And she's just like, yeah, hey, <laughs> only Luchagor. It's fine. No, there's no one over there. Don't worry about the man behind the curtain. <laughs> it's
0: cool. I, like, I don't know. I felt awkward at times. Just because I don't want to like
1: feel like i'm encroaching i know i don't want to be like all up in their space but at the right. same time they like you know they like i said they invited us up to karaoke and you know yeah. Gigi said we were part of lucha gore to get us into the vip party so it's yeah. so yeah, fuck it i know what you mean I, I don't want to feel like i'm like yeah i'm lucha gore <laughs> can we hang out with you guys please um
0: no because we're we're the Grave Pod podcast, damn it. That's right. We don't need nobody. <laughs> uh, so then, Saturday. Saturday.
1: Saturday. I woke up in a bad way.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. I sat on the couch
1: feeling not so fresh. And uh, I debated if I wanted to go to my first panel at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was at noon. I woke up around 10. And... Uh, it takes, taking the bus down there takes about an hour. And so I, I was just like, well, if I'm going to go, I got to get up soon. Yeah. And then I fell back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up driving down, which then I had to find parking, which is a nightmare all in its own. So I got to the panel about 15 minutes later, so. <laughs> yep. 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 Jumped in uh, and it was a wrestling with fear Uh, horror in the ring panel with uh danny nightmare from the horror addicts who is also a independent professional wrestler um and i I just learned on this panel he also did booking for a federation for a while oh really yeah nice and then there was also uh seth sherwood Mm -hmm. the writer of leatherface uh the reverend in fuego from kisw and the grind city podcast uh, and TJ Tranchel, who is always at CryptoCon. I don't know what he what he does, but he's there every year. I th- think he's a writer. I think you might be right. Oh. I just know him as that guy from CryptoCon. Yeah.
0: It's like, oh yeah, that guy we see every year. That's that's him. Yep, there he is.
1: <laughs> Again. He probably thinks the same thing about us. So. Um, um yeah, we talked a lot about uh, you know supernatural. Characters in professional wrestling. We talked about how they don't really work anymore. Mm -hmm. WWE has moved into this reality era where, like, social media is now becoming part of the storyline, and guys pretty much have to be on all the time. Kayfabe has to be forever, Uh, and so you know it doesn't really work. Who the hell is that? I don't know. Okay, you know when you have these people who are being themselves. On social media and then being like oh yeah but i can go in the ring and shoot fireballs out of my hands or whatever <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um it's like i'm the undertaker
0: i can shoot lightning
1: i'm saying the undertaker you know he got grandfathered in mm-hmm. because it's oh it's a dead man that shoots lightning that doesn't make any sense oh it's the undertaker yeah he's been doing that for years <laughs> <laughs> it's cool don't worry about it it's like oh well
0: in that case
1: but like when bray wyatt stole the undertaker's powers we all went what <laughs> That's, that you can't do that that's not a thing, <laughs> and then he stole Kane's powers, and it was just like, Oh, so we're just gonna keep doing this, huh? It's just... like some super villain that just steals superpowers, yes, <laughs> and so then they just had a tag match between the Wyatt family and Undertaker and Kane, and then they, we just forgot the whole thing existed, <laughs> like there was no like buildup of like okay, if Undertaker and Kane win, they get their powers back. Mm-hmm. they just won, and then they, they and at no point did Bray Wyatt use the powers in the match. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. And so then he just went back to normal and forgot it all happened. And then now Bray Wyatt is... uh, Now he's in a tag team with Matt Hardy, which is weird.
0: Is he not doing the weird... um, Was that like a cult thing he was doing? But yeah,
1: no, the Wyatt family is done. Oh, all right. He, uh, he started doing this more... Like where he just tried to be really creepy and dark and he would wear like a butcher's apron and he, he had, um, he'd wear a hoodie that had horns on it to the ring sometimes and it got kind of like satanic without being like overtly satanic. Okay. I, I didn't like it. I liked the, the Max, Max Katie style Bray Wyatt better. Max what? Max Katie. Or is it caddy? Cape fear.
0: Oh, that, um, sure. Okay. I don't know. That was that was
1: apparently like his big influence, was, was Cape Fear. Right. That was why he wore the fedora and everything. Yeah, I like that. But now I, he's he's kind of going back to that, but he's still he's kind of like in this weird in between spot now. It's just a confusing time. Yeah, and then the, I mean, then Matt Hardy is just he's batshit crazy.
0: What happened there? I mean, I think I feel like he's gotten legit crazy.
1: I don't know. I mean, he just like. I know when he was in uh, TNA, they gave him full creative control, and so it was he was just like, all right, I'm just going to get weird with it. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's got like seven deities that live in his body or something. And <laughs> wow, isn't his hair like
0: all frazzled out? Yeah, and
1: yeah. it's got like a white streak in it. What the fuck. <laughs> and he he deletes people.
0: He deletes them. Yep. Okay. Isn't Jeff Hardy back again?
1: Yeah, he's the US champion.
0: How the fuck does he keep, like, why do they keep bringing him back? I don't know. I mean, does anybody even really care about him anymore? He's
1: entertaining, but, like, you know he's just going to get caught with drugs in, like, six months.
0: (laughs) He's an addict, and nobody is helping him.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Because we talked about, you know, like, could these supernatural characters work again? And it's just like, I don't know how. Like ECW tried to have a zombie as a character, and it's like, that didn't work Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. But then, like, uh, Danny was talking about in Japan, where they don't really care about copyright laws as much, they have a guy that just wrestles as Leatherface. Oh. That's his gimmick, because he's Leatherface. <laughs> his right. name is Leatherface. He dresses like Leatherface. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, popular horror icons have made appearances in wrestling before.
1: Yeah, that was another thing we talked about. I'm sure. You know, he brought up Chucky quite Chucky a bit. and RoboCop.
0: RoboCop, which I didn't even know about. <laughs>
1: and the Kiss Demon. Right, that was Test, wasn't it? No, it was uh, Brian Adams. Brian Adams? Not that Brian Adams. <laughs> oh, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams <laughs> on several occasions. Yeah, not the Summer of 69 guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh Crush in WWE, I think was his name.
0: Oh, okay. I remember Crush.
1: Yeah. That's Brian Adams. Got it. Yeah, he was the kiss demon and he fought vampiro. Oh, was it vampiro or sting? It may have been both. In a cemetery. <laughs> like a real cemetery? Yeah. Oh,
0: that's that was probably frowned upon. That's Doc. <laughs> Tess did like a Gene Simmons knockoff thing though, didn't he? I don't think so. I could have sworn he did like before he was Test.
1: Mm, I don't I don't recall that. I don't know. I'm pretty Whatever. sure before he was test, he was Molly Cruz bodyguard. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but like uh, uh, Justin, the Reverend M. Fuego, was like, "This is why you don't sign contracts with Gene Simmons because <laughs> <laughs> he will just put weird, crazy things in there to get his money's worth." <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he's or he'll an slam asshole. your balls in a door. <laughs> uh, yeah. We so, didn't get a chance to talk about Seven. I really wanted to talk about
0: Seven. I don't know Seven.
1: Oh, Seven was Dustin Runnels' character in WCW when he left WWE the first time. Oh, he did it one the one time? Or are you talking about something else?
0: Uh,
1: I think it was just the one time.
0: Where he, like, ziplined out to the ring?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was all these vignettes of him where he was... The character was supposed to be, like, a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm coming to get you, boogeyman, but like like an actual boogeyman. Right. And so well, there was all these vignettes of him like looking in kids' windows, but it just That's it just made him weird. come off as like a pedo.
0: Right. And he's also, I mean, he's gold dust, so he's already weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. And basically, like he was just head to toe white with like red bags under his eyes, and he wore like an Undertaker style hat and trench coat. And yeah, the one time he was came those, to the were ring, those white too. No, they were black. Okay. Just like paint. He, he was head-to-toe painted white. Then ah. the one time he came to the ring, he floated to the ring with, like, flames behind him. And then he gets in the ring, gets on the mic, and just goes, look at the shit they got me doing now. <laughs> and then he just, like, talked about how much he hated being gold dust, which is weird because he's gold dust again.
0: Right. Because money talks.
1: Yeah. And then he just, and like... His
0: dad was probably like, you better get back in that rig, boy.
1: Then he just left the ring and... He wrestled as Dustin Runnels after that for a little bit. And nobody cared. (laughs) It's true. Then he went to TNA and became Black Rain. Where he painted his face like black with lightning all over it. And his his weapon of choice was a rat. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck?
0: Uh, Wrestling's weird. (laughs) Yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that one because I got to... <clears throat> crypticon late because i had a
1: had a wasp issue at home All oh, right, <laughs>
0: yeah, cause right yeah because tony I, had all
1: these super rich white people hanging out in his living room and he was like just
0: get out <laughs> no i don't have expensive scotch <laughs> um no uh so i mean actually currently right now i've got the uh, the they reach production going on in my backyard and um discovered after telling Bri, our producer, or just a day before that, no, we don't have any wa- like bees or wasps, <laughs> it's, it's no problem. Uh, well, the next day I discovered uh, five like starter wasp nests like around the garage where everybody, like that's like the home base, or like makeup, and everybody's just kind of hanging out in between takes, and then over in the shed where they're actually shooting, I found two more. But yeah, so I had three on my house and two more on the shed. And uh they all had wasps wasps on them like actively making the nests. Like I told my wife, it's like, "All right, I I got to go uh can you take care of this?" She's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, "Just go go to uh the store and get some uh some wasp wasp spray and just go kill them." She's like she just looked at me like a deer in headlights. <laughs> Like, it's not a bit like she's like I don't want to get near them I'm like you don't have to get near them these things shoot like 30 feet she's like I don't want to do it so she was like calling her dad who lives like 40 minutes away 45 minutes away she's like can you come and kill some moss for me it's like Jesus Christ so I just I went to the hardware store and got the spray and just started going at it myself anyway So I had an interesting morning and unfortunately didn't make it to your panel, but I'm glad it went well. Yeah. Were you, were you fighting your hangover the whole
1: time? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like sitting there and my head is just ringing, but I'm like, just fight it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I probably wasn't as bad a shape as you got, you were, but I, um, I woke up feeling like shit and, uh like I just I poured myself like a giant glass of water and I was just drinking it like like really fast and like my stomach did not want me to <laughs> like I felt, every time I took a uh, a gulp I was felt like I was going to throw up but I was just like no no I need this <laughs> just kept like forcing myself to drink more until the hangover went away so that was good uh, but yeah so when I finally got there what did we do that day? I mean, we went to a few panels.
1: Yeah, uh, we uh, we were on two, right?
0: Um, but those weren't like, till later in the day. Those those are a night actually. Um, so I mean, we went to uh, the Horror Tube workshop. Was that Saturday? That was Saturday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was hosted by uh, the Horror Addicts and Mister Creepy Pasta and Mister Creepy Pasta. Who apparently had some issues at the airport. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so like yeah, you know, the panel started and it was just Gory and Danny sitting there. Um, and then it was like, Well, Mr. Creepy Poss is supposed to come. He's really looking forward to it, but it looks like he might be blowing us off. Cause he's there, he was there as a celebrity as well. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, you you know, we got into like Five after 10 after the hour, and he still wasn't there. So it's like, all right, well, I guess we'll start. But uh no, it went pretty well. They, you know, they definitely seemed like they not only knew their stuff really well, but had it very organized. It, it went how I wish our podcasting panel would have gone, mm-hmm. where they were talking about like the mechanics of generating a YouTube channel and, you know, creating a fan base and, you know, gaining subscribers and that kind of stuff. And it was all really, really informative. You know, I, we walked in there and it's like, oh, Corey's <laughs> like, are you guys starting a YouTube channel? It's like, well, I mean, we already have one. It'd just be nice to know, like, how to get more people to watch it. <laughs> I mean, we don't put anything on it. So <laughs> that's true. We haven't done anything in a while. I mean, aside from our live videos and, um, like, our Patreon reviews. Did we talk about, pa- we didn't do all our oh, shit. stuff. Oops.
1: So let's talk about some very special people. Well, we're on the subject of Patreon. <laughs>
0: No, we do have a very special group of people that like to give us money every month uh, in exchange for um, favors. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, but let uh, see if I can do this without the list up. Um, Kevin Nesgoda, Kevin Trent, Jordan Morrison, The Horror Addicts, Max Zaleski,
1: and... Two more.
0: Two more? Yep. Oh, fuck me. Um, Carlos? Carlos Rodella and
1: Joshua Hodges. Joshua
0: Hodges. Thank you. Hey, you know, we got it together. We we did it. <laughs> Go team. I mean. Hey. Yeah. Um but yes, thank you so much, guys, for your monthly donations. It it helps a lot and it goes
1: a long way for us. Buys um, our CryptoCon tickets. Right? No, I'm joking. I'm fully joking. We got in free.
0: And it, it bought our drinks, though. <laughs> no, joking, joking, joking. But it did. Or didn't it? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me.
1: <laughs> it didn't.
0: No, but it does buy our equipment. It pays our hosting fees. Um, well, buys our equipment to an extent. Well, Mostly I buy our equipment. <laughs> it's a tax write-off. It's not. I wish it was.
1: Uh, we anyway. should form an LLC just so it can be a tax <laughs> write-off. <laughs> that
0: would be awesome. Anyway, Taylor... If more people would like to join these folks and uh, get some very special treats,
1: where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. As Tony said, as little as a dollar gets you exclusive content, including monthly reviews chosen by you. And those are videos so you can see our big, ugly faces.
0: Yeah, and for $100, Taylor send you a picture of his big, ugly buttle.
1: This is apparently a new thing on the show where Tony just makes up a new thing at the $100 tier every episode.
0: <laughs> hey, you and know they what? always
1: involve me being naked for some reason.
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> it's much easier for me to victimize you than myself.
0: <laughs> uh, but, I mean, hey, if one person does it, then that's
1: $100. Do <laughs> so I do it every month? Yeah, just set up a new picture of your butthole every How month. How many pictures of my butthole do people want?
0: I don't know. You can put like a party hat on it or something. <laughs> Spice it up. Find out their birthday month and send them a special birthday picture. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to the show.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we did a a, a podcasting workshop as Tony briefly mentioned there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, whereas the the horror tube workshop, they really got into kind of the nuts and bolts of this is what you need to do. This is the kind of equipment you should look for. This is how to get your show monetized, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast panel, we didn't really get into any of that stuff. Uh, there was a lot of talk about it. About bleh, bleh, bleh. Yes. This, is what, there this is what not to do. There was a lot of This is what not to do. A lot of talk about doing interviews. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of talk about um, like past experiences. Um, so, I mean, that's helpful i think yeah uh to to talk about you know real life things that have happened to real life podcasters um and you know last year you know we had more people on the panel um right there were more people on it i think on what the podcasting panel
1: oh yeah i guess i I was thrown off because it wasn't called a workshop last year
0: yeah it was just a panel yeah um but last year we also had what two people in the audience yeah in the big room which made it feel even worse <laughs> but this year we actually had um what you know a decent amount of people i think yeah um and uh a few actual podcasters so yeah we had nice. tom
1: carnell and langley j west from the bonus material podcast i meant in the
0: audience but yes oh <laughs> it, yeah
1: um sorry but yeah uh threw me off reverend Enfuego again uh and steve hullets from the bone bat show right and um, I mean, these guys know their stuff. I mean, they've been around longer than we have uh, doing their podcasts. So. Yeah. I mean, Justin works for KSW, so he, you know, he knows all kinds of sound mixing and editing and yeah, all that garbage. Yeah. I mean, I think we were there mo- mainly for like...
0: the Comic s- relief? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> um, no, just to maybe represent like the lower end of things. Lowbrow? brow. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I felt good having, actually having, uh, you know, what contribution I had was, you know, there was a girl in the audience who has her own podcast, and she was talking about just being like a perfectionist as far as editing. And I could definitely relate, but she's saying that like it takes her like a month to edit her show, which is just insane to me. That is, that is preposterous. Because a little pulling back the curtain here, the reason that our show is released on Wednesday is because way back when we first started, we would record on Saturday. And Taylor said, Well, when do you think the show's going to come out? I'm like, I don't know when I can get it ed- edited. And it just so happened, it took me till like I started editing Sunday morning and, you know, just would work on it when I could. And I didn't finish it until Tuesday night. So it's like, Okay, well, the show's coming out on Wednesday. <laughs> and then we just stuck to Wednesday ever since then. Yep. Um, but now it's like, Something I I really wish we could have talked about and we didn't manage to get to was that, you know, if you listen to our earlier episodes, those things are fucking long. Because we would make it a habit of, mainly during our horror business, well, it was just the news at the time, but we would take, like, I mean, we would research our news every two weeks and say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's news, that's news, that's news, and just stick it all in there and talk about everything. Now we've cut it down, and you know the shows would be over three hours long, sometimes. But now we've cut it down to where we just have the five stories that we talk about, and that's it. And so
1: we've we've cut down our time to where now we're we float around more like two hours. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the reason we did that was, was twofold. Like, obviously, one was for length. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second reason was that we realized that people aren't going to be listening listening to a podcast that was recorded four days ago for news right so we it instead of just becoming the news it's kind of here's the top five stories that we want to talk about exactly that was the other thing it's like we had a lot of stories it's like well this
0: happened moving on yeah do you care nope all right (laughs) So yeah, now it's just stuff that we're actually interested in, actually, you know, stuff we we'll actually have an opinion on. Something we can make. A yeah, conversation and we actually get into about. it more. Yeah,
1: like you said before, we were like, well, you know, we gotta we gotta move because we got a lot of stuff we gotta talk about. Right. And you know, a, a big thing was
0: like in the early days, we were definitely trying to be radio hosts. Yep. Um, and that that did not work. That was dumb. That was a bad idea. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, now if you if you compare episode one to what you're listening to right now. Uh, you're going to see that we're much more laid back. Um, much less professional to a degree. <laughs> um, But more real. Yeah, the show is just overall better. Like, it's more relatable, I think. I hope. Uh, I mean, who cares? Moby listens is garbage anyway. <laughs> Actually, that's not true,
1: because we know for a fact this year, just alone, there are people out there that listen to our show. Yeah, I remember a couple years ago, I think it was pre CryptoCon, you said... I just want somebody to come up and say, Hey, you're the guys from the Great Flop podcast. I really like your stuff. Yeah. And it finally
0: happened. Uh, yeah. We were just, we were sitting there at the tail end of a panel, and a guy, I think, probably saw your hat or something. Uh, and he says, Hey, you guys do the Great Flop podcast, right? It's like, yeah. It's like, I love your show, or I listen to your show. I love it. It's, it's really awesome. I really like what
1: you do. It's like, Yeah. <laughs> All right. And started blushing a little. Like, <laughs> someone likes us
0: it's like a, i wish like we would have we didn't give him anything we didn't give him like a button or a magnet or anything he just kind of took off after that yeah it's like oh yeah because we were doing the podcasting panel like right or the workshop right, right after that it's just like he just took off it's like okay well i guess you're not sticking around <laughs> for the podcasting panel um but no that was nice not something we hear too often i mean we know like, uh, you know, members of our families and our fr- uh, like friends, like Silas listens regularly. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he, he's telling me the other day, he listens every Wednesday. It kind of keeps him busy at work. Oh, good. Yeah. Silas, if you've forgotten, is the director of They Reach, the feature film that both Taylor and I are in. Um, He's out back right now, setting up.
1: Doing God knows what. Setting up tarps and shit.
0: I don't know. They're taking over my shed. It's funny because my shed is completely empty cuz I still don't know really what I want to do with it. But they put stuff in there and now it actually looks like a
1: real shed. <laughs> yeah. Um one thing I didn't I didn't really want to get into it on the panel but uh Justin was saying, you know, well you got to get this kind of mixer and get these kind of microphones and do this and this. and I I wanted to just be like, "No, you don't." Like, "Yes, if you're if you're going to take this seriously, then yeah, that's something you need to do eventually. Yeah, don't let that stop you from getting started, though. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I wanted to jump in, but
0: like, the, the conversation was rolling, and it was really hard to find spots to just jump in with little thoughts, you know? Yeah, t-
1: Tony and I are not people that talk over people. Yeah, we talk over each other, but that's because we don't give a shit about the other one.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's probably part of both of our upbringings, I imagine.
1: Yeah, I just like I remember, my dad was not a fan of being interrupted. so <laughs> Which does make it hard doing panels because a lot of the panels you do have to kind of just interject yourself mm-hmm. into the conversation and be
0: yeah,
1: like, in pay attention to me now.
0: In hindsight, I definitely wish I would have done that more. Yeah. But, um,
1: yeah, that's that's one thing that I, I wish I had kind of pushed back on because I think he, he was saying, you know, don't use your phone. Absolutely not. It's going to sound like shit and it's like, it's not going to sound great but it's not going to sound like shit and if, if you're just starting, your phone is absolutely a reasonable uh, recording device. Yeah, Taylor and I, um,
0: I mean, if you listen... Well, I mean, please don't listen to our first episode. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying if you listen to our first episode. I mean, don't. Yeah. If you if you do listen to our first episode, you'll notice that it sounds like garbage. And I actually think I re-edited that um, twice to try and make it sound better. Or like, as I figured out this recording software a little more, I tried to kind of retouch it to make it sound a little better. But I mean, you know, you can only polish a, sh- a turd so much. Yeah. Um. But if you look, if you listen to it, you'll notice that it sounds like garbage, and
1: that is because we literally recorded on the onboard mic on my old laptop. Yeah, so we had no microphones, no mixers. Yeah. All we used was just just the laptop. Yeah. Um. But you know, over actually, I think it was maybe even our next episode. We
0: actually upgraded to some snowball mics. Um. And you know, we. Tried to record with two and discovered there's a latency issue. So if you listen to our some of our older episodes, you'll notice there's like kind of an echo thing going on, or one of us sounds good, one of us sounds like shit. That's because it, we had a lot of trouble syncing up two USB mics.
1: Yeah, it was there was a lot of trial and error going on in those early episodes. Yeah, but
0: I mean, you know, over time we've upgraded our gear, and it doesn't all have to happen at once, right? Um, you know, I, I've I've made not necessarily sacrifices, but I've made purchases just for the show. Like I got a nicer laptop um, because the one that I was using was old and it's, you know, the Ram was getting maxed out, just running the, running our uh, recording software was was overtaxing the computer. And then, uh, then trying to record on top of that. Um, you know, we had an old mixer, which actually just, I, it was kind of a windfall, I I got it from a friend um, but we used that but we you know didn't have the best mics but now we've got like we've got a nice mixer we've got decent mics I mean they that's the thing you don't have to buy like top of the line shit because these mics we're using right now like this this arm was like like 20 bucks and this mic was I think again like 20 bucks and so you know we've they, they sound great especially after i've edited it it sounds really nice yeah um so
1: it, it's it's just time i mean you have to stick with it yeah, i mean like, like if you have the means then by all means go nuts get the, the high-end shit and you know to get everything before you get started but mm-hmm. don't let that be the reason you don't start right um if you've got something you want to say and you think, you know, you want to go out there and start a podcast and people need to hear your voice, then do it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you know, people will think, um, and, you know, even from time to time, I've thought it over the time, you know, since we've been doing this show. It's like, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. It's like really oversaturated. Um, it's like, why, why do I even bother? Or, you know, in some cases, should I bother? Um, it's like, Yes. You know, even if like for us, even if nobody listens, we're we're doing it for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, then, we, and this was you know something that was talked about on both this and the uh, Horror Tube workshop. You you look at people like Joe Rogan and Mark Maron and think, oh, there's money to be made in podcasting. No, there fucking isn't. No, <laughs> those people are the exception, not the rule. Right. I mean, those
0: then they don't make money off of podcasting. They make money off of advertisers. Yeah to which we have none yep we haven't been even been approached by anybody except for three two one battle um and that's fine we didn't start the show to be you know to host commercials
1: yeah we, we this isn't a money-making endeavor for us yeah and you know you hear about these youtube celebrities and again those people are they're exceptions they're not the rule mm-hmm. they don't go into any of these fields, thinking I'm going to do this to get rich, right? Because you're not, definitely not. Um,
0: yeah, and and you know, I wanted to talk about like building a fan base,
1: um, which I know I really wanted some tips on that.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you know, maybe we don't necessarily have a grasp on it yet, but you know, we're getting there.
1: Um, you know, we got people actually.
0: Like, real people come and tell us they like
1: us. Yeah. So. Unless he was fucking... What if he was fucking with us? Oh, that'd be fucked up. He just goes home, he's like, oh, those guys, I totally made them think I listened to their stupid show. <laughs> Why do you have to ruin everything? <laughs> that'd be such a weird way to fuck with people, though. Right. Because he'd be like, oh, I totally made their day and they don't even know. <laughs> it's like, I know their show
0: sucks and nobody listens to them and now they think there is someone. <laughs> right. Anyway, um... I mean, what we know about building a fan base is very minimal because we know we don't have a huge one. Speak for yourself.
1: <laughs> Talking about my dick. <laughs> my dick. <laughs>
0: um, but, you know, the way that we've managed to accumulate the fans we do have is consistency, which I think any podcaster will tell you. And I think we talked about it on the panel. It's like you have to maintain a schedule it's mm-hmm. it's important to not bounce around like you know if if you can avoid um putting out a late episode you must do it yeah like we've put out late episodes but there it was literally like we had no choice yeah um and you know we've been on hiatus before um and that that just had to happen there wasn't a way around it um but you know, if, if you can do things right up to that point, then you'll have a loyal fan base that'll come back. Um, and it's it's uh, it, it's difficult at times because, you you know, when you're doing a show, even for us, it's every other week. That consumes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to make a dedication to, to basically give up every other Saturday so we can record. Or, you know, at least the, a large portion of it. And then, you know, I'm spending a lot of time editing. You know, I can usually get, if I, like, really commit and buckle down, I can get an episode edited and ready to post in one night um, between the time I get home from work the time I go to bed. Um, if I kind of postpone it and delay and fuck around, then sometimes it'll take me two nights. And there have been nights where on a Tuesday night, I'm up until one in the morning editing the show just so I can make sure it posts it. 4 a.m. on Wednesday. Um, and it's it's not always easy. But maintaining that consistency is what's going to keep people uh, relying on your show. Um, they're going to keep them interested and, uh, and you know, coming back. So that's that's really important. Uh, engaging your fans, which I, f- I felt like that was a big thing that was missed during the panel. Yeah. Because, um, you know that's important is you, you you want people to know that they're kind of part of your family a little bit uh, that you're not just uh, these faceless hosts you know because I've I'm sure both of us have kind of experienced that to to a degree just like trying to engage with other podcast hosts and like basically not getting a response from them Yeah that's fine.
1: I mean whatever.
0: But it's nice to know... I mean, the it,
1: bigger ones, I'm sure they get so many requests and stuff that it's, it's hard to do. But I mean, yeah, like us, it's, you know, I try to respond to everybody that posts a comment on our Facebook or tweets at us. I, I try and give them some kind of response, even if it's, you know, just a like. I, I try to do something so they know that I saw it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, and, you know, having roles too. I, th- I think that's one thing I did talk about, this is the importance of having uh, designated roles within your group. Like, you know, I handle most of the technical stuff you know i'm the one sitting here working the 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 computer working my uh uh, recording software i'm working the the mixer i'm the one editing the show so i handle all the technical stuff and taylor basically does everything related to any of our pr like he handles our social media he answers our emails he does all that shit i do i run the website yeah that um so it's important for us to both have our roles just and you know once in a while we'll cross over like, you know, sometimes I'll have something to say on Facebook or, you know, if I'm uh, at a commission for whatever reason, Taylor will edit the show. Um, so it's so it's important for everybody to have the role. But I guess it's also important for everybody to know how to do everything.
1: Yeah. Even if it's not your primary role, just being able to should the need or need arise that, you know, will eliminate any complications which might lead to a show being late or, you know, uh, not come out at all.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a late show, even though it happens, has to happen once in a while, it really fucks with your numbers, guys. Yeah. Um, like, if we put a show out on Thursday or Friday, our numbers take a hit. It's true. Um, like, you know, we don't – like like I said, we don't have a huge fan base. We don't get thousands, on, thousands and thousands of downloads like other shows do. Um, so when we put out a late episode um, – or, you know, like whether it's, you know, a day or two or
1: maybe a week. I think that's happened before. Uh, yeah, it has. It's not a, a common thing, but I think it's happened maybe once or twice. Yeah. Um, it's it's an
0: issue for us. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I don't envy the people that do weekly shows because that's got to be even more challenging. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, like, uh, like I can think of, like, the horror show. They'll record two episodes at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um- podcast massacre rep- records four oh wow okay yeah so i mean there's a way to do it and not create a bunch of extra work but our show our format you can't do it because of, of horror business yeah it's like we've discussed it before you know doing um like an episode of just horror business and then doing the next week uh a reviews episode and i don't know did we take do we put it to a vote or we just decide i think we, we just like tabled it, it. yeah so I mean, that's the sh- that's the show you
1: get. Um,
0: anyway. my
1: my worry about doing something like that is then we would look at the numbers and see one is awful and one does re- does better, right? And then so then I would just be like, well, why why are we even doing this one if it's not getting the yeah. numbers? And the thing is, it's like if we found out that people liked horror business more,
0: um, we couldn't do it. We can't record every week. Yeah, and that that's that's the reason. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, other reasons withstanding our significant others would kill us. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, th- that, that's a big thing is like, you know, we, you have these podcasters who, and you know, we were, you're talking about, uh, YouTube people as well. They make a living off doing their thing. We don't, we have day jobs. Yeah. And so we have precious little time to commit to this, um, but the time we do have, we definitely do commit to it. Um and it's a challenge, but we make it happen and you know, kind of reap the benefits of it. You know, we, we uh you know, we get a fan base going, we get invited to things like Crypticon and um, you know, other conventions that we haven't actually been able to go to, but um, you know, we get sent films through Man getting
1: those premiere emails that hurts. Oh, I know. Like, oh, come to this premiere in New York. Like, yeah. Fuck. Like, I would. I absolutely would love to, <laughs> but I can't fly to New York in four days. Right. <laughs> it's like, are you, are you paying? Yeah. You're going to put me up in a hotel too? <laughs> um. Real quick, going back to fan base. Um. Word of mouth. If you guys like our show, please, please tell somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean like your shrink. Like, I think I have a problem. <laughs> uh, like, if you know somebody else that l- loves podcasts or loves horror movies, say, hey, check out this show.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't advertise a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we have our social presence, but we're not out there, you know, spending a lot of money on Facebook or Twitter ads to get it in front of more people. It, we're just, it's just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, that's not what our show's about.
0: <clears throat> I know a lot of, a lot of shows, um, they are really trying to get there. Um, brand out there and it's like we're just we're not about that you know we're we are a family show <laughs> <laughs> uh you know we, we we have minimal amounts of money to put into extra stuff like that yeah and it's just we just do our show we try to do it to the best of our ability and put out a good product for you guys and we, we just hope you'll tell you tell people about it yeah it's, that's kind of what we write on and that's why we don't, why we don't really harp on you guys, either on the show or on social media or anything, all that much.
1: Aside from just things like this, hey, tell your friends. Anyway, yeah, we're not going to be like if you don't give us money on Patreon, we're going to stop doing the podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so I I do this for money. <laughs> but I don't do it for money. I'm a whore for money.
0: I do it for free, but I do it for money. So give me money.
1: I do it for free, but
0: I'll stop doing it if you don't give me money. <laughs> I like money. Anyway, we have fun. We do. So, that wasn't the end of CryptoCon weekend though. No. Um what did we do after that? Oh, the uh, the cast the list. list. Which is the sec- this is the second year we've done it. Um, and has a lot of fun
1: both years now, arguably the most popular panel of of the weekend, right um yeah, good crowd going for that one
0: um and so there were hey, it's Morgan Chandler, everybody, oh my God, it's Morgan from day Reach <laughs> um yeah, so the casket list is basically who in
1: horror would you fuck? Yeah, last year, um, <coughs> last year it focused more on kind of just any character in a horror movie, mm-hmm. or or it mean even got into
0: actors and actresses too.
1: That's true, and even directors. Sure. Yeah. This year it was m- more focused specifically on monsters. Yeah, it got, Although, it got weird. Tony K did have to get his obligatory Dweege Fenich reference in. Right. <laughs>
0: He just really wants to make sure that everybody doesn't
1: know who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing, both him and Lorelai. I'm like, they're going to talk about a lot of really old shit that I don't know. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know how we got on the topic of of monsters. I think Lorelai just
1: brought it up. Did she? Okay, so yeah. yeah. La- like Lorelai Shannon, who I, I she's one of the top people in Krypticon. I don't know exactly what her title is. Well, I think she used to organize the panels. Yes, she did. When we first started doing panels, she was the one that was putting them together. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what she does now. But then author Tony K, uh, and then there was us and J- Jason Mortensen, who now runs the panels for Crypticon, was not supposed to be on the panel, but he just kind of appeared and took a seat. And uh, he he claimed that it was a Beetlejuice situation where someone said his name three times, and so there, therefore he was he was summoned.
0: Yeah, I I think we actually said it's like, is Jason going to show up this year? And we I think we were surprised at first that he wasn't on it or that yeah. he didn't put himself on it.
1: So he showed up and just took a seat and yep. you know, started yammering. Which was cool. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, just I feel like we talked about monsters from like most of the time, pretty much the the entire time. Yeah. I remember last year must've been last year, one the question one of the questions was, who was the first person you can remember? From a horror movie, that really kind of you know made your pants feel funny, mm-hmm. and at the time I couldn't think of an answer, and I realized who it was later, mm-hmm. and it was it was absolutely Jennifer Love Hewitt in I know what you did last summer. <laughs> All right, <laughs> when she's like, "What are you waiting for?" and I was like, "Them titties to pop out." Yeah, them boobies are <laughs> bouncing around a lot.
0: Um, yeah, f- I mean, I think I talked about it last year. It was. Uh, Is it the scuba diver? The
1: scuba diver from from Zombie. I was waiting for that to come up this year. I figured I mentioned it last year. I didn't need to do it again. Yeah, there was no good part to talk about it, because again, we were talking
0: about monsters. Yeah. Um, but I did bring up uh, Barbara Crampton, who, uh, or Babs. Yeah. <laughs> Lo- lovingly known as Babs. Uh, she was a guest this year. Hey, we didn't even talk about the guests. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just a little awkward.
1: <laughs> Since we didn't actually talk to any of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we thought about going to take a picture with with Babs, but I don't know. We
1: just didn't uh, want to do it, <laughs> didn't spend uh, money. Dear celebrities, put how much you would charge to take a photo on your, on your boards. Yes, thank you, please. Because most of them were like, autograph, X amount of dollars, free photo with autograph. Right. And me and Tony are like, I, what am I going to do with an autograph? Like, I don't care about autographs. I'm not going to put it on eBay. I'm not going to hang it on my wall. Why do, like, I don't, why do I need a photograph to prove that I met you? That's what the photo's for. I don't have anywhere to put it on my wall.
0: Like, I was. I think I told a few people <laughs> at the convention. It's like, you know, I live in a house now, so I have a lot of space. But, like, I have a, an extra room that I thought was going to be, like, our podcasting room. Um, I mean, not so much a man cave, but just a place I could put my stuff. My stuff that my that my wife doesn't want in the rest of the house. But no, because I'm married, so that room is a craft room now <laughs> that doesn't get used, by the way. And I'd be worried about talking about that, but my wife has already told me she does not listen to my show, so. <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah, even if it's free, just put photo with your camera free. Right. Because I, I would... F- I don't know. I, I feel awkward going up and being like, how much to just take a photo with you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I mean, thanks, but I don't want it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want your autograph. I'm sorry. I just, I just want a picture. I can put on my Facebook. Exactly.
0: I mean, that's, um,
1: uh, Tony Todd let us do it. Like, that was one of his menu items. Yeah. And I, like, I know Sid Haig does it for free. Yeah. But so, uh, even if it's free, just put it on there. Yeah. Let people know. Maybe you'll get more guests that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll def you might entice more people to come and buy something mm-hmm. rather than just getting something for free, or or yeah, I guess even charging for pictures that's fine. But um, you know, like Taylor said, it was like thirty dollars for a for an autograph that with a free picture. It's like, but I don't want the autograph. Can I just pay you fifteen for the picture? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. Anyway, I was talking about. Um, Barbara Crampton, how, like, you know, when I saw her in Reanimator or fr- From Beyond, like, it was... I mean, uh, From Beyond, like, come on. It's like, oh, boy. Uh, that kind of broke me out of my innocence a little bit. And so I walked past her down in the vendor floor, and I got a little, like, fanboyish. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's her. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I mean, as far as monsters go, um, you know, I talked about, uh, I had very <laughs> confused feelings about Shuna from Nightbreed, uh, who, anybody who doesn't, isn't familiar with Nightbreed or doesn't know names, she's like basically the
1: porcupine lady. Oh, Kim. Kim was there too.
0: Yes, yes, from the Horror Honeys and Belladonna
1: Magazine. Yes. Um, she's a lot of fun. She is. <laughs> um, it was funny. <laughs> we talked before about how like even before this panel we talked about how Jason Mortensen has some kind of like old lady I don't want to say fetish but no. <laughs> affinity shall we say <laughs> and like last year he went so far as to talk about Pamela Voorhees <laughs> and then this year he brought up Pamela Voorhees again and I called him out on it and he's like what did, What do I talk about that a lot and then at the after party we're sitting there talking about the panel and Kim walks up and is just like talking about Pamela Voorhees again <laughs> <laughs> Oh man,
0: you know it's like I was, I was honored to be on the panel two years in a row. I just don't know that we'll make it three years, because <laughs> I mean that's the kind of thing you
1: want to get different perspectives. Yeah, against. I I would rather not be on it next year. Yeah, like I, I, mean, w- I would still like to go to it and participate. But sure, yeah. I would like to see, yeah, I would like to see some new voices up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
0: like you know, even even the podcasting panel. It's like I I feel like we have a lot to say, um. You know, every year. Every year we go to it, we have – I feel like we have something new to say um, just because we're constantly learning. Um, but even that, like if we didn't get put on it again, I guess I wouldn't be heartbroken because I would just be giving a voice to somebody, another podcaster to give their perspective on things. Yeah. That's not to say I don't want to be on it because I would love to be on it every year. Yeah. <laughs> um, What else? What else? What else? Um. But yeah, the casket list was a lot of fun. Um,
1: a lot of Shape of Water talk.
0: Yeah. That, I think that's where a lot of the monster talk generated. And oh, I finally understand this. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it the other night for the first time. Oh, you hadn't seen it yet? No. Oh. Yeah, but like all of you were doing that. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I kind of figured that's what
1: what it was. Since he didn't have anything hanging, yeah. <laughs> People don't know what we're talking about. I know you can't, you guys can't see her hand, but if you've seen The Shape of Water, you know the hand gesture where she kind of opens up and then it comes out. Yeah, that was really good. I really liked it. Oh yeah, super good. Um, we were talking about it last night.
0: And, um, it's. I mean, this is really off subject from Crypticon, but. Um, no, the visuals were just amazing. Cameron del Toro. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you've come to expect from him. Yeah. Like no matter what, you know, his movies are just going to be visually stunning. Yeah. I mean, I loved that it was a, there was period, um,
0: in the forties. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, uh, Oh, just so beautiful. Like, I mean, things back then had that, um, um, Oh, what's that architectural style? Uh, like the Empire State Building, you know what I'm talking Deco? about. Art Deco, yes, thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So everything has that real like kind of square look to it, but I don't know. He just he he had something like the way he can visualize that. It just it was really beautiful. Um. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Well deserved, I think, for the, the Oscar. Agreed.
1: Anyway, um, and then we spent all of Saturday night trying to get tacos. Yeah, at least it, I did. I was, wanted some fucking tacos more than anything because it was Cinco de Mayo, and all I wanted was some goddamn tacos. Taylor's a white boy, and he wanted tacos. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, and apparently, there were tacos in the VIP party. Thanks again, Jason.
1: Yeah, who told me that I couldn't have them because I was only moderately important, <laughs> which still felt good, but. <laughs>
0: No, we asked, like, uh you know, since we were panelists, you know, we got downgraded
1: from, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a sidestep, I guess, from press to panelists. Yeah, I, you know, we always post photos. If you guys go and look at our photos, there's, like, five this year. <laughs> I think a part of it was that we weren't press. Yeah. So it, it was a little harder to, like, actually engage, engage with people and, and get photos and stuff. But, yeah, we... uh we were told if we wanted to do press-type things, we could. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're not wearing a press pass, people don't really take you seriously when you're like, hey, come talk to me.
0: Yeah. It was, it was nice. I mean, it's flattering to walk through the vendor room and have people say, hey, you're press. Let me tell you about this. But sometimes I just want to walk through the vendor room and be left alone. Yeah. It was, that was kind of nice. Yeah. Because um, we just kind of blended in with everyone else. <laughs> Right. We didn't have big yellow badges hanging from our necks. <laughs> um but yeah, so we weren't pressed this year, we were just panelists. Um and you know, but that still comes complimentary of the the um the the convention and we asked Jason, it's like so I mean if we're panelists because we saw a lot of panelists going into the VIP party, but they had VIP badges. I said, so if you're a panelist, do you get some kind of discount on the VIP badge? And Jason's like, no. He was like, I don't even get a discount on the VIP (laughs) badge. But he gets to go to the VIP party. Although he said, I "I barely get to go in the VIP party. It's like,
1: what does that mean? (laughs) It's like, all right, you can come in, but you stay there. (laughs) You don't get to go in. You
0: stand right inside the doorway. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know what that means. I'm not bitter. Anyway,
1: I went to every party on that floor, and there were no tacos.
0: Yeah, I wasn't e- even really any eat d-
1: stale potato chips.
0: <laughs> there wasn't even really any deck. Uh, I guess at it, it, uh, the WPR party, work play read watch play read watch play read. Um, there was some decorations, and you know the like I said, the girls were dressed up.
1: Yeah, there were skeletons <laughs> inside. Right,
0: <laughs> some skeletons. <laughs>
1: At one point, I was like, Tony, let's take a drink. Every time she says skeletons inside, Tony's like, that sounds expensive and dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but anyway, so, yeah, I mean, we just, we spent the night at the parties. I mean, I think
1: we actually kind of called it an early night. Yeah, we left earlier than, than the night before. But uh, we did talk, we did hang out with, you know, we hung out with Kim. We hung out with Steve. Uh, We hung out with the horror addicts and uh, Bob. (laughs) 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 No Ronnie Angel this year. Apparently he's moved to California. California? California?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't... uh,
1: Did you know that? I learned that just days before. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. I miss him. (laughs) We miss you, Ronnie.
0: Um... Yeah, and then Sunday, I don't know. Like
1: Sunday was pretty slow. Yeah, Sunday we just kind of showed up just to chill. Yeah. We didn't have any panels. My girlfriend wanted to see uh, Harry Goes and Kimmy Robertson from Twin Peaks. She didn't want to meet them, she wanted just wanted to, to see them. them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> so confusing. And it's like, you know, my wife wanted to come see us do some panels. And it's like, well, I mean, Taylor's got that free pass, and I think. Lynn only wants to go for one day so maybe you can get in on another day I don't know um, but then I, I guess I thought maybe they'd get like a badge but it's that bracelet so yeah you, know, you can't really swap it with someone else oh right yeah um but uh yeah <laughs> Lynn goes on Sunday and wants to see some celebrities and doesn't want an autograph
1: or a picture. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Do you want me to go ask them how much pictures?" Just like, "No, that's fine. I got what I wanted." I'm like, "Okay." That's so weird. She's like, "I just want to have like a conversation with them." I'm like, "You can just go up and talk to them. Like, they're not going to charge you." Yeah, I mean, they might not be interested. <laughs> yeah, they might show a little disinterest, especially if somebody else comes along right. who is willing to pay money. That's the thing. Like, um, it's
0: always even even though you know, like Luchigar, you know, we're we're cool with them. We spend a large portion of our CryptoCon weekend with them. When they're at their table, I always feel awkward about like going and just kind of hanging out with them. Because, I mean, they don't charge for anything. I mean, like like their pictures and their their products that they're selling, yes. But like for autographs and stuff, it's all free. Um, But, you know, when we're just sitting there just shooting the shit with them and then people kind of
1: come up and want to talk with them, well, the nice thing is that there's enough of them that usually, you know, we can have a conversation with Rainer while Gigi runs the table or right. something, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they they never seem to have a problem with it. It's probably just
0: mostly in my head, but whatever. Um, same with like Keen Hotter the other like a couple was a couple years ago, two years ago. Yeah, like he was talking with um. Uh. Her name brie yeah she was there with crypticon with Luchigor. sorry Luchagor, that's what i meant and she was like talking with him and like i was just because i wanted to get his audio like take a picture and get and his you're aud- like her. i
1: have money yeah <laughs> but i'm just standing there stop looking. talking to the pretty girl and pay attention to me <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> it's like dude i don't mean to fuck up your set but
1: <laughs> can we do this please
0: <laughs> um but it's just kind of that thing like it, i don't know Maybe it's just because I'm an awkward person. Maybe Gigi's right. <laughs> she she uh, made sure to tell people that we we're like the most awkward podcast she listens to.
1: I really want her to leave that on iTunes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to see an, an iTunes review from Gigi Guerrero that just says the most awkward podcast I've ever heard. Should send her a Facebook message, to tell her that. And then maybe one from Gordon that says, "Oh, I thought you said talk soup." <laughs> uh yeah yeah that pretty much wrapped up our weekend
0: yeah yeah i mean we kind of well no i was around until pretty much the end you you and you and your girlfriend took off a little early yeah and i stuck around for one more more panel which was the horror comedies panel um did we talk about that or did we talk about that on mic i can't remember yeah briefly okay well yeah it's just a lot of what you'd expect uh a few things i hadn't heard of um
1: but uh no it was pretty fun just uh what was, able- what was the thing that Seth Sherwood said
0: Oh um so somebody brought up the stuff and somebody said like the basically the topic of uh remaking bad movies you know movies that should be remade you know Taylor talked about this a lot um you know not don't remake good movies remake bad movies that deserve remakes take a movie with a good plot and a shitty budget and give it a good budget yeah so somebody brought up the stuff. So they should remake the stuff. And that's when Seth Sherwood said, I'm working on it. So interesting. That's a little something, something. A little nugget. Um Yeah. Oh, uh yeah, I mean in our obligatory Lucha news, um, they uh, said that they're not really doing shorts right now. Um
1: they hashtag no more shorts. Right.
0: Uh, I mean, this is all pretty readily available if you follow really any of them on, or even the Luchagor account itself on Facebook or um, Instagram. But uh, I mean, they just, uh, Shane McKenzie finished the script um, and it's been sent off to
1: uh, Telefilm. Yeah, which is a, uh, like a funding mechanism. Right. So they're looking to make a feature. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's like Gigi was posting
0: like Instagram stories of like her like scrolling through the script. Like I wanted to like take screenshots and like <laughs> analyze it. But um anyway. Uh, and they showed uh they did they had their own like little luchador hour. Yeah. Or they showed the first four. Yeah, I know. Oh, right. I mean, two. <laughs> they showed some episodes <laughs> of uh La Quincinera, which is their La Quincinera, which is their uh Warner Brothers backed um, online web series. Uh, did you know that those were shorts going into it? No, me neither. I mean, they they it's
1: episodic. There's ten episodes, I think. Is there that many? I thought there was like seven.
0: I have eight and ten in my head. I'm
1: I'm not sure. Maybe it's nine. <laughs> split, split the difference. difference. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anyway, but yeah, they're all really short. I think the shortest one's even like five minutes.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to say seven, but maybe it's seven. I don't know.
0: Uh, I mean, I watched them when they first came out, so it's been a while now. Yeah. Um, But I mean, if you haven't checked it out, I, I definitely recommend it. I don't think we've talked about it on the show, Abby. we? Uh,
1: I think we have. Have we? Okay. Well, um, I mean, it, check it, out the Studio Plus app. Yeah. Um, it's only available on iOS unless you do some weird finagling that I can show you how to do if you want, but it takes time and effort and it's a pain in the ass. Look for Taylor's instructional YouTube video. <laughs> you do have to have an iOS account, though. That's basically it. You have to you have to sideload it on Android and then sign in with an iOS account. So weird. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. If you download the Studio
0: 13.
1: Um, App Studio Plus Studio Plus Where I Studio Stage 13 is the label or whatever. Oh, okay. So Studio Plus, um, which is
0: Studio Canal. I didn't make that connection, I didn't either. Um, but yeah, uh, download the Studio Plus app from the app store. Um, and you can actually get a month free trial. So that's plenty of time to check out La Quintinera. Um, I mean, I, I I burned through the episodes in one sitting, so I think I did. I think it took me two days. So, um, but it's really good. Yeah, it really. It's picks. not
1: it's not super horror, but it. I mean, there's still plenty of blood. Yeah,
0: uh, and it really picks up near the end. It's like, j- like, like enough to where it's like, no, no, no,
1: yeah, more, I want, I want more, moss, <laughs> moss.
0: Uh, and I guess I, from what Luke was telling me, they're they're just waiting to see what the response is for Warner Brothers to see about a second season. So so go watch it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we're
1: coming up on close to two hours now. Think, any f- final thoughts about Crypticon 2018? Um, I, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention the celebrity guests because that's that's the moneymaker. That's why, why everyone goes to these conventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, we had Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, Kelly Maroney, Jeff Daniel Phillips, Richard Brake, um, Mick Foley. Mick Foley, yeah. Uh, The teacher from Stranger Things. I can't remember his name. Randy Havens. Uh, Also Eugene Clark, who played Big Daddy in Land of the Dead. Uh, Greg Henry. um, Guy that played um, Darth Vader in Rogue One. Yeah, Spencer Wilding. PJ Souls from Halloween. Spencer Wilding, by the way, is a giant motherfucker. He's not that big. He is big. He's a big guy. And then Harry goes, and uh, Kimmy Robertson from Twin Peaks that we talked about earlier. Right. So I mean, <clears throat> you know, I saw people, some people online saying, "Oh, the, the guest list isn't really that great." And you know, if you look at something like Texas Frightmare Weekend or Horror Hound or like one of the bigger conventions, yeah, they get a lot of the big, sexy names. Yeah. But at the same time, those are going to cost you a lot more. A Sunday pass to Cryptcon is twenty bucks. Yeah. I think Saturday's twenty five. Sat- Saturday's thirty. Thirty. Okay. Friday 25? F-
0: Friday's twenty-five? Friday's twenty five. Okay. So I mean that's
1: not a lot of money. Yeah, you can you can buy
0: um a weekend pass to CryptoCon for I think probably maybe less or barely more than a single day pass to any of those conventions. Yeah.
1: And I may be talking out of my ass, but I think that's right. <laughs> and I mean, really, CryptoCon is it really embraces its kind of uh DIY almost culture where, you know, it, it embraces the indie, you know, L- Luchigore is not getting invited to Texas Frightmare weekend. God love them. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe once they get a feature out, we are not getting invited to Texas Frightmare weekend. <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> Um But you know, these panels, yeah, you're not getting, you know, Mick Foley's not on the wrestling panel, but at the same time, these panels are so much fun.
0: Yeah. And that it's, I mean, you know, you you'll get
1: the occasional celebrity stepping in. Um, I mean, and the celebrities do have their own panels. They all get yeah, they, they do, get interview blocks, right?
0: But I mean, like, uh, you know, Seth Sherwood was in on that uh, comedy horse panel or Taylor I am my wrestling, family, wrestling yeah. panel. Um, you know, and you know, Luchagore. You know, they they come there as celebrities. That's their kind of official designation. Um, and, you know, they'll sit on a panels or, you know, Lisa Ovie, she's there as a celebrity mm-hmm. most years and she's been on panels. Um, so, I mean, you'll, you'll get these, maybe not like the big names, the ones that are getting you know paid to be there. They'll probably not be on panels, but the, I don't want to call them minor celebrities, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, more independent indie um, groups you might find them on panels and you know, they're interacting with people like us who are, you know, fans and, and that's the nice thing about panels. It's other fans talking about things that other fans are interested in. So,
1: yeah, that's, that's the thing is, you know, like I said, the, the big names are what draws the crowd in, but there's so much more to crypticon. Yeah. You've got the panels and you've got the, the workshops, like there's the horror to workshop and our podcasting workshop, Barbara and Kim, who is just an amazing cake artist. She used to be on a show on Food Network. Um, She makes a cake every year, and you can go in and sit in and watch her make the cake, and she'll give give instructions on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the culture there. Like, I can't say enough about the people that are there. Yeah.
0: It's it's such a friendly environment. Mm -hmm. It's so
1: much fun. Everybody you talk to is just so happy to be there. And not to mention the vendor room. Yeah, you know you've got tons of artists and uh, you know people selling their wares. Tony got a couple of prints from Misha from Podcast Massacre, who also does paintings.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I I, I love her art. Like it's it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, you yeah. know you got people selling. Yeah, actually, I want flasks. To... And uh, where are you going? I don't know. I'm gonna grab her card. Plug her, uh, website. Uh there's Zoms is there every year who is these little adorable stuffed zombies (laughs) (laughs) so just you know all kinds of horror wares and goods and it's it's basically etsy in a room but all horror yeah
0: yeah exactly um yeah check out misha's uh website it's m-e-e-s-c-h-a
1: mouse.com uh misha mouse yeah, she's got. And if you hear her voice, you'll understand why she's called that. <laughs>
0: um, but no, I really like she. She paints. I'm jealous of that Sam one, right? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I mean, all of her work is really good. I mean, it's a, lot, a lot of stuff she had on display it was um, horror, um, but she does things like um, you know, like. Dia de los Muertos type stuff, like Sugar Skull stuff.
1: And um, there's some like fairies and mermaids and other fantastical kind of things. Yeah.
0: Um, but I mean, like the prints I got from her, um, it's like a Sam uh, from Trick or Treat um, print and uh, uh, like this kind of style, like her own version of like Bella Lugosi's Dracula. Um, and then uh, I got one for my wife, which is uh, Hocus Pocus. Um, so it's all really good stuff. Check her work out. I really uh,
1: can't encourage you enough. Quite. Anyway, um, I guess maybe that's it. Yeah, I mean, I am you know, <clears throat> I am a big proponent of CryptoCon. I would encourage people to go, even if there's no celebrities you like, just go, and I guarantee you'll have a good time. You'll find something to do that you'll you'll have a good time with. Yeah. Um, and you know the parties are fucking kick ass.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, thirteenth floor parties. I mean there's there's a handful of them going on um and you can just they actually started cracking like I think at first they were fine with you going from party to party but they started cracking down on like bringing drinks outside of the
1: parties I heard that alcohol enforcement showed up that's what
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. But that's fine. Go to one party, kill a drink. You know, you can buy you buy tickets at the entrance. Um you buy and um you go into one party and they all take the same tickets. You, you know, you get your drinks at one party, go to the next one, get a drink, you know, just, just
1: bounce around. It's a lot of fun. And there's also ones in Kansas City and Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Do we determine the Minneapolis one is still going? I, th- I mean, I thought there were only two left, but I mean. There if- might be one in Kansas City and there might be one in Minneapolis. <laughs> I can't speak to the how good either of those are, but I mean, if it's the, the same people running it, then I would vouch for them. So Yeah. CrypticonSeattle.com is the website. Um, I would encourage everyone to check it out. Yeah, first
0: weekend of May every year
1: at the DoubleTree in SeaTac. It's and it's it's so funny, just like going to Taco Bell and there's just like you know a guy dressed as Jason walking across the street yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
0: whole like intersection right there is all just at Any given time is just massed with horror fans. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that is going to be Crypticon 2018, guys. Um, we had a lot of fun. We're really looking to forward to 2018. You know, they're not going to invite us now. <laughs> We're really looking forward to 2019. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so very big thanks to Troy Smith, I believe his name is. Um, I, I mean, I know his name is Troy. <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm bad with names, period. But I'm really bad with last names. I believe it was Troy Smith, um, who is like the, the head honcho at Crypticon. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Jason Mortensen um, and all of our co-panelists, just really amazing people. Um, so
1: thank you. And uh thanks for listening. Oh, and shout out to Nightmare at Beaver Lake, who is one of the uh one of the major sponsors and yes. a just kick-ass haunted house.
0: Yeah, they put on the prom of the dead every year and they always come up with a really fun theme. Like this year was um like a vampire theme. Yeah, what'd they call it though? Uh, I don't remember. But it was the, like the damned. Right. But it was like set like the 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 theme was vampires in New Orleans. Or like the, the French Quarter. Which was Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anyway. oh, we didn't
1: even talk about the contest, the cost, the makeup contest. Oh,
0: shit. Thomas Bailey finally won. Yes, he finally got it. Our boy.
1: We Every year we have gone, Thomas Bailey has been in the top four of the makeup contest. I think he's been top two or three every time. Yeah. And he's he's 17, which means he started when he was 12.
0: Yeah. That guy's a fucking beanpole. I, th- I think he's probably almost
1: as tall as you, if not taller. I guess 13. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that close to him but but yeah he finally won this year so congratulations to thomas bailey
0: yeah really happy for you man
1: i doubt you're listening but (laughs) um but no like i i couldn't contain myself when he was announced i just went yeah (laughs)
0: anyway and yeah that's put on by um or he's hosted by rob Bukta, who friend of the show yeah and yeah former guest and um (laughs) he uh He's kind of like, I forget what his exact position is with Nightmare and Beaver Lake, but he's uh, one of the higher ups. With there. Scare Productions. With Scare Productions, yeah. Um, so, yeah. A lot of fun. Yes. Looking
1: forward to the next one. Indeed. Uh, so, um, we're going to be back. Back to our regularly scheduled program yep. in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ghost Stories, the new British horror movie with Martin Freeman, uh, as well as Bad Samaritan with Doctor Who. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, David Tennant and um, Tony's favorite doctor. Yeah, that, that dude's awesome. He can he can do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> um, and uh, God, kid from the Misfits. I can't remember, or just Misfits. Not not that Misfits. I can't remember his name. Irish kid, Doyle Doyle Frankenstein. No wrong Misfits. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, so check that out. Um, in the meantime. When you're just feeding for more Grave Plot Podcast,
1: you can find us elsewhere. Taylor, tell them about it. Best place to find us is at graveplotpodcast.com. That's your central hub for all things Grave Plot. Uh, We're also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play Music, anywhere else. Make sure you subscribe and uh, leave us a rating and review. We'll send you a free magnet. Uh, We're also on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. Go give us a follow. Woo! Tony's doing the Ric Flair strut. Uh,
0: okay, so we'll catch up with you guys in a couple weeks. Till then, I am Skeletony. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside.
2: Come on.